Welcome to Heart to Bark, a podcast for people who love their animals and want to learn more about them. I am your host, Dr. Mark. Come, sit, and stay tuned as we talk about the health and well-being of our furry, scaly, and even feathery friends. Hello, everyone. This is Dr. Mark. We're back with another episode here and I'm going to talk about a little uh, topic that we see very commonly in the clinic. It is ear infections and I'm going to go over ear infections specifically. There are multiple causes for animals to scratch at their ears, shake their head, paw at their ears and then lick their feet. That's very common signs that we see with ear problems. You may have a foul odor or smell that comes from them, which may even smell like corn chips. That smells classically a yeast or a fungal infection. Usually one's called malassezia yeast, but that is typically what we'll see with these guys. So ear mites and structural problems like polyps or masses can also cause issues in the ears, but I'm going to specifically talk about true ear infections give you all some insight as to what are some of the things that uh, cause them, how we treat them, what we do for them, and things like that. Because this is probably, second to allergies, this is probably one of the biggest things that we do see in these in our cats and dogs for that matter, but more, more so on the dog side for sure. So, ear infections. Ear infections are actually a secondary problem to an underlying issue. It is very rare that we will see a primary ear infection. It does happen, but it's not very common. The three biggest reasons that we see ear infections is water in the ears, ear conformation, underlying allergies. With that, water in the ears. So this is typically your dogs that are swimmers or they get in the pool a lot or they get a lot of baths and those ears just don't get dried out. And so typically what we need to do with these guys is we need to flush their ears with a drying ear solution, which is pretty classically out there. There's quite a few of them and most ear solutions are drying to the ear. And so you can just go, any of your um, pet stores will have these veterinarians for sure. And you want to just Flush the ears after your bath, or if you have a pet that is getting in a tank or you take them hunting and they're in the water, duck dogs, so duck hunting dogs to classically, what you want to do is after your hunt, you'll want to flush those ears out and if they got water in those, because water in the ears basically will kind of speed up the process of an ear infection. And we definitely want to avoid that. And I do have owners that say, well, my dog, we have a tank in the backyard and my dog's in it all day. I can't stand at my back door and flush his ears every time he comes in and out of the water. And so what I usually do with those guys that may be having water exposure throughout the day is I will just have the owner flush the ears before they go to bed. And so you want them to go to bed with dry ears. And typically that's going to help slow or or alleviate any ear infections that can occur in these guys. And so definitely get a bottle of flush, flush those ears out. And basically what you want to do is you just want to take the ear flap, lift it up, and then you want to take the solution and you want to just fill up the entire ear canal till it runs out. 
and then massage that ear canal all at the base of the head, all the way out to, and you'll feel that canal down in there. And you just want to rub that in and just loosen up all that wax, get that, um, get that water, uh, to come out and then just let them shake it out after that. So massage it a few times and then just let them shake the solution out with any debris or whatever is in there. And so water in the ears, that's one of the big causes that we do see, especially in swimming dogs, hunting dogs that are in the water or dogs that maybe get a lot of baths. Just make sure we flush those ears out and keep them dry. So the second one I want to talk about is underlying allergies. This is probably the number one reason that dogs get these secondary ear infections. And I do have a podcast that goes over allergies specifically, but I'll just mention real quick the three that we deal with in dogs and cats is flea, food, and environmental. So flea allergy, they're truly allergic to the flea bite. So we want to get them on a flea prevention and get them something for relief. But these guys typically scratch on their tail head and down their back legs. Then you have food and environmental. They actually look the same. They lick their feet real bad. They'll bite, scratch, chew anywhere on their body. Inner armpits, inner thighs is very common. Skin infections, ear infections are very common. And so food is classically beef, chicken, and pork. So you want to avoid those proteins in their diet. That includes treats. Anything that goes in their mouth cannot have beef, chicken, or pork. You want to feed duck, venison, turkey, lamb, rabbit, salmon, alligator, kangaroo. There's a bunch of them out there. And so that includes any kind of treats. So you got to be careful with that because one treat will set them back to day one and it takes four to six weeks to resolve a food allergy. So no hot dogs, no ham out of the fridge, uh, how you give your medications. You got to be careful. You can't put them in anything that has beef, chicken, and pork. Now I don't typically get worked up on chicken byproducts. Classically, that's typically the lungs and the liver and things internally that usually are used for binding agents whenever foods are being made, but you don't want to have the actual chicken meat or protein. And so that's the big thing that we want to avoid with these guys, beef, chicken, and pork. It's easier to remember the three not to give. And so they have this reaction with that. And so you want to uh, stay away from that if you can. The last one is environmental allergies, your grasses, pollens, dust mites, carpet mites, molds, ragweeds, anything they touch or inhale. Those we manage with medications. Your antihistamines like Benadryl, Claritin, and Zyrtec are really safe, but they don't work well. Then you move to steroids. Steroids work really well for environmental and flea allergy. They do minimal to nothing for food allergy. Food is your fix for a food allergy. The problem with steroids is they're not good long-term chronically. So then we move to a new class of drugs that's just come out several years ago. It's called cytokine inhibitors. They're safe. They work well. You can use them long-term. They're just a little more expensive, especially for our bigger guys. And so there's two of them. There's an injection called Cytopoint. It lasts 30 days. I use it every 30 days if we're using it by itself. Uh, There is a pill called Apoquil. And many times if I join the two together, whereas where I see my best results, then I'll stretch out that injection to 60 days and I fill 60 days of the pills. And when you run out of pills, it's time to go get another shot and get 60 more days of pills. Either one can be used alone, but I do see my best benefits when I use them together. And so flea, food, and environmental allergies are big causes of ear infections that we see in these guys. And so we want to get those under control. And if you do have a dog that has chronic ear infections, I would strongly recommend 
getting allergies under control for sure because it is probably the number one reason that we see ear infections in these guys. The last big underlying problem that we do see that causes ear infections is ear confirmation. And so what this means is these guys that have big floppy ears or, you know, basset hounds, cocker spaniels, Labradors typically will have this as well. We see it a lot in the Labradoodles, the Golden Doodles, where these guys just have these big floppy ears and it just doesn't let those ears breathe very well. And then when you add in the the doodle, a lot of these guys with a lot of hair in the ear, that even complicates things as well, just not allowing that ear canal to breathe very well. What we typically see is with chronic ear infections, we also see swelling of those ear canals. And every time they have an ear infection, they don't necessarily open all the way back up just from the chronic irritation and inflammation. And especially in Cocker Spaniels, we'll even see where they start to deposit calcium just from a chronic, chronic problem. And in those guys, it uh, requires pretty extensive surgery to get them some relief. But what I want to talk about is, is there is a procedure that does help to open up that ear canal. So the ear canal in dogs is in the shape of an L. They have a horizontal and a vertical canal. As humans, we only have a horizontal canal. So you can basically look into our ear But in dogs and cats, it makes the shape of an L. And what we can do is is we can actually open up that vertical canal with a surgery. It's called a lateral ear canal resection. And I do quite a few of these, and I do see quite a bit of improvement in most of these guys. I've had some dogs that never had ear infections again, and I've had some that it's reduced them significantly. And so I do tend to move to this surgery a lot quicker than I used to just because of the results that we do see with that. And so I would encourage you to, uh, you know, just watch for the ear confirmation problems, you know, swelling, you know, these ears just not being able to breathe and know that there is potentially something that we can do to help these guys get some extra relief. And so I try to work on all three of the underlying issues. And obviously there's more, but these are the big ones that I wanted to go over because this is something that we do see very, very commonly, basically daily, we see ear infections in these guys. And so I wanted to just get some information out there for y'all so that y'all can maybe start thinking about things at home that maybe you can do a little bit different to help your guys out if you have one that has chronic ear infections. Uh, But I know that they're pretty painful they're very, very uncomfortable for these guys. And so getting them some relief with one of the, you know, just kind of going through these three different main underlying problems, you know, probably will improve even how they feel. So many times once we get these ear infections treated, then a lot of them just feel better in general. So I hope this helps. This was uh, something that I did want to just kind of bring to everybody's attention because it is something we see very commonly. And uh, I look forward to uh, talking to y'all on the next one uh, with some more great information. Have a great day. Thanks. Bye. If you enjoyed listening to this type of content, then hit that subscribe button for new episodes every week. For more information about this podcast or printable PDFs, visit our website at drmark.vet. That's D-R-M-A-R-K dot V-E-T. 
And feel free to email us about new topics to put on the show at info at drmark.vet. Also, check out our social outlets like Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram to stay up to date with our activities. Thank you and have a great day.